TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now, here's your host for Golf in the Northwest, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all, despite the rain, although it might have cleared out for today. Maybe you can go. Right now is a great time. Hopefully, you're driving to the course. We'll get you there here over the next hour. Get in uh, a quick nine, maybe a quick 18 even, and then get home in time for uh, the third round of the Masters. It's almost all Masters today. Uh, we love uh, the the shows for the major championships. Uh, we get to break it down seven ways from Sunday and so much uh, to get into with the 2023 playing of the Masters from Augusta. You've got weather. Uh, you've got the live golfers versus the PGA Tour guys. Could we see an amateur win? All sorts of stuff going on, and uh, we will get to all of it, uh, or as much of it as we can, over the next hour. Uh, joining us in the business of golf at 8.30 this morning, good friend of the show over the years, Mark Keating. Uh, he is the director of instruction right now out at Meriwether National Golf Course. He is a past chapter president uh, for the Oregon chapter of the PGA. Uh, but he is uh, kind of overseeing the drive, chip, and putt competitions here, the qualifying that's done locally. Uh, as you saw, kind of to kick off Masters Week on Sunday morning, it's become another tradition at Augusta National. Uh, the youngsters from around the country and their different age groups get to go and uh, show off their skills with the drive, chip, and putt competition, their opportunity to win medals uh, and get a, uh, get a sense of it. We saw Zach Johnson was out there. I think Jordan Spieth was out there on Sunday to congratulate uh, the kids and the winners. And it's become uh, quite a signature event in a very short period of time uh, since Augusta got involved, but it's actually been going on for a number of years. But it is a whole year-long sequence of local and sectional qualifying and so Mark Keating is going to join us and let you know how that process works, as well as how to help your junior golfer kind of prepare for it um, so that they can go. And, and obviously it's it's the competition and, and challenging yourself and preparing for it. But uh, obviously uh, we, you know, each section sends uh, players uh, every year. So the Northwest section, which the Oregon chapter is part of, sent four players uh, there this year. So all of them were from Washington this year. So hopefully maybe uh, we got some young Sparkies there in Oregon who can develop their way and get a chance to go to Augusta for a very special event. So that will uh, join us. We'll talk about the PGA Junior Leagues as well. 
even though the rain and the weather is not cooperating, it's starting to get that time. Spring is coming. Summer will be here before we know it. So uh, if your young golfer wants an opportunity to be part of a team, compete uh, on the golf courses, uh, he'll let you know how to do that as well. All right, Will, I know you've been watching the Masters. Every minute. Of course. I've had it on my phone. Now, you, I am thinking that the one thing that you would be most interested, uh, did you see the tree fall on 17 yesterday? No, I didn't. That it's spectacular video. Uh, So weather, obviously, they knew it was coming. They tried to get as much of the second round in as they could on Friday, but they had to finish up this morning. And we'll get to the leaderboard here in just a second. But... Uh, with rains coming, the ground softening, the winds whipping on 17. I don't know if you can find, I'm sure the video is not hard to find, but there's two or three 40 foot Georgia pines that snapped and fell while competition was still going on. They called it a second time right after it. The miracle is nobody got hurt, but if you haven't seen the video, it's pretty spectacular. So what's up with that? Why did they, uh... Why'd they fall like that? Aren't these supposed to be the most immaculately well, ground's pretty soft, grounds. and the the rain has been coming. They've lost trees over the years, but usually they've they're able to clear. You know, storms happen, massaged grounds. Um, but yeah, so that was that was spectacular, and that was pretty much when they decided to call play on Friday. They just finished up the second round here this morning. Uh, I think the last guys on the course had the whole back nine or second nine to play. Uh, But now the rain is coming down pretty heavily. We're seeing puddles on some of the greens. So we are uh, waiting to see when they think third round play is going to begin. It's supposed to ease up as the day goes on. Uh, They'll probably go to threesomes and split tees to try and get it in. They definitely love to finish this thing on Sunday afternoon. They do not want to carry over to Monday if they can avoid it. Did they ask Tiger Woods about the trees? Uh, Well, Tiger probably is going in for his uh, post-presser now because he was one of the guys that had to finish up. So, Where's he at on the leaderboard? I know you're going to get to. Uh, we're going to get to that. I know. And because... he got a lot of help from good friend Justin Thomas, who That's finished right. up his round this morning. Uh, so he will be playing this weekend. So with that, let's go inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. It is all about the Masters. Everybody clears the deck. Uh, the ladies are off. Champions, Corn Ferry Tour. Everybody takes the week of the Masters off because uh, they know they're not going to get any coverage whatsoever and gives everybody a chance to uh, enjoy it. Uh, your leader is Brooks Kepka, and he went late in the first round, early in the second round, 65 67. He looks like the Brooks Kepka we saw there in 17, 18, 19. Uh, he is finally healthy and leading the charge for the live golfers. That is an underlying storyline going on. There were 18 golfers from the Live Tour that were eligible and qualified to play in the Masters. Now, did they get to wear their uniforms? Their they did. uniforms? Uh, so they had their, their team logos. <laughs> Everybody's playing nice this week. Uh, um, 
The media's trying to, you know, ask everybody about it. Sergio just finally told him to shut up and quit asking about it. The Spanish rat being perfect Spanish rat form in his uh just telling him you guys you guys are the ones drumming this up. We Sergio we, Garcia the Spanish rat. He is the Spanish rat and he was in Spanish rat form. Uh just telling everybody to shut up basically in his presser. Quit asking us about it. Why I I, I don't get why they're so consternated about it like why are they so upset about media people asking them i don't know i don't know why they think it's not going to be asked especially because the live golfers on their live tour they kind of control the media much more than they do pga tour and everybody else so to not expect that question to be on the best golfing tour in the world those other guys get paid to be on the cw that should be enough yeah. of an answer right there. I, I guess that's how I would answer if I was Sergio Garcia. I'd say, well, I don't know what it's like to play on the CW, so you should just ask them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Sergio took the money, and he's on the live tour. and so, But he's he's on the downside of his – he's on the backside of his career. Just getting them checks. It's just cashing some checks and, and doing things. Yeah, but uh, but Brooks Kepka boy putting on a show looks like his old self. Everything is dialed in, uh, and you know, look, he's not the most dynamic uh, personality out there on the tour. And so, in the post round presser yesterday, uh, after he went in, he had a five shot cushion when he finished his round. It's down to two now, but he spoke about just the type of form that he is in at this point what he's done in the first two rounds. Didn't really do too much wrong. Maybe the speed kind of got me on a few putts. Um, wasn't hitting them hard enough there towards the end, but uh, striking the ball really well, leaving it in good spots. And it's what you got to do. You got to make birdies in these par fives, take advantage of them. And uh, did a good job of that playing in five under. I feel really good. I like the way I'm swinging the golf club, I like the way I'm putting it, I like the way I'm chipping it, driving it. Iron plays solid. It feels, it feels really similar. And if it feels similar to him to when he won back-to-back U.S. Opens and back-to-back PGA championships between 2017 and 2019, look out. Whenever he has grabbed the outright lead at a major, uh, he's pretty much won it. The only time he had a lead or a co-lead and didn't win was the 2019 Masters when he finished tied for second. So he's not going anywhere. He's got the strength and the length to overcome this. This uh, The course is going to be extremely wet. We've seen that. Guys coming up 17 and 18, those drives that are uphill, uh, you're not going to get any rollout, uh, so you're going to have to muscle it to give yourself a chance for a par. We'll talk about uh, how tough it was coming in. But John Rahm, who finished up his round this morning, he did get it to within a shot, but he bogeyed 18. He is at 10 under par. And I think if you get a Sunday final pairing of Brooks Kepka and John Rahm, PGA Tour versus Live Tour, two of the biggest, strongest dudes, they've won uh, majors, I, I don't think anybody's going to be too upset. They have just posted the, um, the tee times for the third round, and they are going to go in threesomes. That means amateur Sam Bennett, who... I think has been the story even more than Brooks and the livers and tiger and all that sort of stuff. Rory going after the, the career grand slam who just was a shell of himself on Friday. He will get to play in the final group on Saturday. So Sam Bennett, 
who's the amateur from Texas A&M. He's the reigning U.S. amateur champion. We'll talk more about him coming up in a little bit. I think his story is fascinating. I think for people that want to start up golf later in life or are worried about not growing up in a country club or having all that access, wait till you hear his story if you haven't already heard it. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. And uh, I think everybody's rooting for him. I think with all the live and, and PGA Tour and all the nonsense and all the bitching and all the money now that's being thrown back and forth one way or the other, this the the lawsuit now that's going to take forever to be heard because there's a ruling that's going to be appealed and could end up in the Supreme Court because the uh, the Saudi investment fund and the governor of it from Saudi Arabia are adamant that they shouldn't have to testify. And now that's being held up by the Ninth Circuit of Appeals. And so it's going to be two years before that appeal gets heard. Ugh. To have an amateur be there and possibly win the biggest golf tournament, one of the biggest golf tournaments, the most important golf tournament maybe in the United States, that would be spectacular. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're looking at it from a purist angle, but I, I've I, I've never really had an issue with the Live Golf Tournament because it's professional sports, and oh, its purpose is literally to entertain and to provide opportunity. And Live is accomplishing one of those things. They're providing a lot of opportunity. On They're trying tours. to accomplish the other one, which is to actually entertain people, which is yet to be said that's yet to be determined but i do very much like what harold varner had said this past week i love harold varner the third yeah who basically was just was like yeah of course it's about money what are you idiot yes. yes why do you think we're out here playing like yes of course this is fun and everything else but you know it's pretty awesome when you make millions of dollars every year yeah yeah i i just there have been a couple of guys on the live that just go i i'm not going to have an opportunity to make money like this and if you're okay for with where the money's coming from then at least they're honest and you can say okay you made a decision and are you willing to live with the co if you made the decision and you're willing to live with the consequences okay great you can agree or disagree with you know if you do it but i to everybody that box and gets a high sense of morality, I would say, if somebody actually stuck the contract in front of you with eight, nine digits in front of it, yeah, let's let's think about how moral you want to be right there. So, so yeah, I've yeah. always loved Harold Varner the third. There's a couple other guys that that have been pretty honest about it. Um, as far as what it's done to the game, at least at that level. Uh, I think there was maybe a, it got pretty contentious. It's Greg Norman needs to go away. There, there's a lot of comments from him. There was a lot of stuff early on from Phil and they were trying to dance around it rather than just saying, yeah, I'm yeah. taking the money. Now, what would you say is the average age of those who are, or are, are, uh, uh, there's are a group that's in this. their forties. Phil's obviously 50. They're that group. And you understood it. The the concern was when like Cameron Smith after he won his yeah. major here and he went Harold Varner the third's one of the younger guys some of the younger Carlos Ortiz who's from Mexico who we saw it here at the Winco he won yeah. uh, to go up there Mito Pereira out of uh, well, Chile 
I don't uh, think it's so much about the participation. I think it's about the commentary. And I think it says a lot when you have older golfers who are scoffing at something that is a change to their system, a change to the comfort that they have had, yeah. which by the way, Phil Mickelson saying anything can just get the hell out. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, dude, you, you were one of the <laughs> scuzziest people on tour and you're going to, you're going to get mad about this. You are the man who acted in a television commercial selling shirts by dodging imaginary golf balls. And you want to tell me about selling out? Yeah, you need to be quiet. Well, we Phil though thinks he's ready to go on a tear though. So uh, why don't you uh, why don't you share Phil, who did make the cut? He had a nice day on Friday. Uh, Phil right now tied for tenth at minus four. Uh, thinks he's ready to tear it up again. I'm close to going on a tear, even though the scores haven't shown it. Like I'm hitting so many good shots that pretty soon I'm gonna, I'm going to have a really low one. And and when that happens and it clicks, then the game feels easy again. And then I stop putting pressure on myself, and the scores just start to fall into place we'll see he's uh he's eight back but again tied for 10th 71 at us 369 uh he's lost a ton of weight now i don't know how much of that is stress and everything else that he's put himself into but um yeah he looks like to be a shell of himself and, and in fact there was the competition part with the live golfers was okay 18 of them qualified but they've only had two live events so far this year how much competitive golf have these guys played 12 of the 18 guys made the cut and brooks kepka is in the lead at 12 under so i think that yeah. part of it the competition part certainly guys will you know it's how well they can prepare themselves and in, in, in the off time where you're not playing every week like you are on the PGA Tour. But yeah. uh, the guys that take it seriously, they came ready to play and prove something. So, Well, again, I think youth is a major factor in this as well. Obviously, if you're younger, you, uh, barring people like, I, I would say, Well, Brooks Rory is coming Mac. off some serious injuries, a yeah. knee injury, a back stuff. Well, I was about uh, to say, like, so something finally like got Rory healthy. McElroy, where, like, you know, you're kind of injured through it a lot, or or yeah. Spieth in some respect, but, like, I think that, you know, a lot of those guys are younger, and that they can kind of handle this more robust schedule, and it's a perfect time to actually do it. So, those, are, so your your final group today, 10.06 a.m., they will go off. Brooks Kepka at 12 under, John Rahm, uh, 10 under, Finished up on the, the second nine today, bogeyed 18, fall two back. And then the the amateur Sam Bennett out of Texas A&M, U.S. amateur champion, eight under par, back-to-back 68s. Uh, Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland at six under. Hovland was one of the co-leaders after round one, but a 73. And Jason Day, who looked like he was going to challenge Kepka early yesterday, but then a double bogey coming in brought him back to five under. Uh, you have Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, and Cameron Young at five under. Uh, Gary Woodland, Phil Mickelson in the group at four under with Justin Rose. So you really have a nice leaderboard up top. Patty Reed, who nobody likes anymore, past champion. He's three under par. Uh, but the cut line was right at plus two about a half hour before we came on the air. Tiger Woods was at plus three, finished with a couple of bogeys, as we mentioned. But Justin Thomas was still on the course, one of the last ones in. And he went bogey-bogey finish, and that allowed Tiger Woods to make the cut. 23rd consecutive cut made. He tied Freddie Couples and Gary Player for the most consecutive cuts made. Speaking of Freddie Couples, he finished up earlier with a uh, plus one, 71, one under in his opening round, 74 in round two. But he is now the oldest player 
at 62 years, 10 months to make the cut at Augusta. The 92 champion, uh, that sweet swing looks to be uh, in rare form. He's going to go out uh, with Seamus Power and Mackenzie Hughes. So it's good to see Freddie there. So, yeah, Freddie and Tiger making the cut. Rory and uh, Justin Thomas uh, going home for the weekend. So those boys are tight. That's going to be an interesting little Twitter <laughs> texting thing that they've got going on. But it's always good to see Freddie there. Uh, Zach Johnson, former champion, making the cut as well, a plus one. So it looks like 8.30 this morning they will start sending them out. Uh, they will be split tees in threesomes, hoping to finish everything up here on Sunday evening uh, on Easter Sunday. So uh, that's kind of how things look. But it's uh, Brooks Kepka right now, and we'll see. He has not played in any of the inclement weather yet. Uh, the rain is supposed to ease up as the day goes on. It's supposed to get a little warmer. It's uh, supposed to be clear on Sunday, temperatures in the 60s. So hopefully uh, it's going to be survival today. Who can survive? And if uh, Brooks Kepka though, can keep himself in the lead, he's going to be tough to beat on Sunday. Let's come back. Let's talk about more about uh, Sam Bennett, though. Quite a story. Amateur, the 2022 U.S. Amateur Champion. Uh, came back for his fifth year at Texas A&M. Uh, wanted to take advantage of of everything that came along. His uh, spot in the Masters was incumbent upon him remaining an amateur. If you turn professional, you lose that spot. So an opportunity to play here. An amazing story. We'll hear from him. Uh, kind of the inspiration from a small town in Texas. And uh, his golf coach is his caddy this week on the bag. A great story as we get going. Mark Keating joins us at the bottom of the hour for the business of golf. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8.23 of this morning, Mark Keating, uh, Director of Instruction out at Mer- Merriweather Golf Course uh, out in Hillsborough, going to join us here at the bottom of the hour, Business of Golf. We'll talk about uh, the next qualification period for the drive, chip, and putt uh, for the young golfers, as well as some of the PGA Junior League opportunities uh, coming up. Uh, despite what the weather looks like outside, it'll be uh, spring and summer here before we know it. Uh, opportunities for your youngsters to get out and uh, compete at all uh, ages and levels. So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, And then uh, as we wrap things up, I'm always curious. With that, we saw the uh, women's uh, national, the Augusta Women's National Amateur uh, the week prior, Rose Zhang uh, finishing up and uh, finally winning that, the number one ranked amateur woman in the world. Uh, is there another event that you would like to see played at Augusta? Uh, what type of event would it be? And uh, what would it entail? Uh, obviously, in the summertime, they don't play as much golf. It gets uh, quite hot and steamy there. So maybe it's something in the fall. We did see that one Masters during COVID played uh, October, November. It was. Could you play something in October maybe as a feature feature event for something you can always uh text us at 503-864-6326 thank you to whoever our agronomist is or an arborer out there maybe uh on the tree root systems uh because the water line's low apparently the roots don't need to go deep to draw water uh, so uh the wind and when the ground uh, gets a little loose they can uh, fall right over so I told that guy that is the most informative text I have ever read at this station. Well, it's ever. quite obvious this show brings in the the highest intellectual audience we have on the fan. I mean, you and I. I don't know here. about that. I'm I'm pretty sure it does. I think they hear me and then they they tune out. I think you get about seven minutes at the beginning, and then once I start talking, <laughs> they uh, they turn the radio off and they pick up Worthing Heights and they go back to my reading. <laughs> 503-864-6326. You can text us. Uh, let us know what what event would you like to see added to the schedule at Augusta National. Uh, but as we mentioned, uh, the Masters going on this week. And all the talk, most of the talk is around the amateur Sam Bennett. Uh, he was the 2022 U.S. Amateur Champion. Uh, with that goes an entry into the Masters the following year. Uh, he's just been brilliant, quite frankly. And even though he, he hadn't been playing it as well for Texas A&M, he's fifth year, but he's the number one player there. Uh, first team ping All-American. He was the SEC Golfer of the Year in 2022, uh, an award finalist for the Fred Haskins Award uh, given to the most outstanding golfer. Uh, he won, his last tournament he won was in Hawaii, playing for Texas A&M uh, back in February, but he hasn't uh, had as many good uh, results posted uh, in the tournament since then as they are into the spring portion of their season. Uh, but all of that uh, changed as he came out 68-68. And that is the second lowest 36-hole score by an amateur ever. 1956, the late great Ken Venturi was 9-under. He went on to finish second. 
And so Sam Bennett's going to play with Brooks Kepka and John Rahm in the final group today, see if he can keep it together. Uh, and, and his story is amazing. He grew up in a small town, less than 5,000 residents, uh, Madisonville, Texas, uh, playing on a nine-hole course. Uh, didn't grow up in, you know, their big old country clubs with big junior programs. Parents weren't necessarily, you know, PGA tour or, you know, professionals the way we see Justin Thomas's parents, those sorts of things, the loves. There wasn't this big tradition. He was competitive. He's an athlete. He played baseball. He played basketball. Uh, just loved to compete. Two older brothers. Um, and so he's not hitting it especially long. Uh, he's averaging 285 yards off the tee so far uh, where they've measured it. But what he is is accurate. It's tremendously straight off the tee. He's 72% in greens and regulation. He's hit 93% of the fairways. And when you do that, even at a place like Augusta, especially now with the rain coming, how soft it'll be, the rough is thick, um, boy, you're going to be able to give yourself opportunities. His iron play has been great. Uh, He's been putting as well as you can expect. Uh, just one and a half putts for greens and regulation. So when you aren't making bogeys, one bogey in two rounds uh, in his first trip to the Masters is pretty remarkable. Um, so he talked about, though, um, you know, he's not overwhelmed by the moment. And it was funny because he talked about being in this position uh, versus what his expectations were coming in. Uh, and he knows his his golf is good enough to compete. Everybody was coming in the week was, yeah, I hope you get low am. Uh, that's pretty much all they were saying. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to put two good rounds up. I knew my good golf was good enough to compete out here. And, um, you know, I found myself in a situation that, you know, low am's kind of out of this equation, and I got a golf tournament I can go out and win. Sam, why do you think you can chase down Brooks Kepka and win this Masters? Because I know that my good golf is good enough. There's some confidence, some swagger right there. Well, not only that, but here's the next question. What is your great golf? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's to your point exactly, the confidence factor, because we hear a lot of players all the time on the tour talk about it was just, I was playing great out there. I was, And I know we're going into semantics here, but really, you know he's choosing his words very correctly in my good golf is good enough. He's putting up. He's putting up the bravado right now. He's showing that he uh, belongs among these other dudes. These dudes have been on tour for years and years that have these type of media pool experiences. Yep. Well, it goes to the story. If you haven't seen it, there's a YouTube video. The USGA kind of did a a biopic on him uh, about his story. Uh, and his a lot of his motivation, his father, unfortunately, uh, recently passed after a long battle with Alzheimer's. And so the story is and it goes they did a great job. But on the inside of his left wrist, uh, there's a tattoo. And basically the quote from his father one day, he was late in his battle and just was with it. And Sam was there. His mom was there. Um, don't wait to do something. And so after he said it, they got him, he was able to, able to write it on a card. He took it to a tattoo artist, had it tattooed with his uh, pop signature and the date. And that's kind of the, the motivation. Don't wait to do something. And he was asked about that, uh, following his round. Yeah, it was before he passed. Um, I got it tattooed on my left forearm. So 
I see it every time I'm gripping the club. It's right there, and I um, don't wait to do something. Uh, you know, I thrive on it. I use it for some motivation. I know how happy he would, you know, be, see me being out here at Augusta National doing what I'm doing. And, you know, this week I've used it, you know, to just stay focused and really be locked into that one shot. You know, I felt like in my college tournaments, you know, I haven't played great this, this college season. Um which is kind of expected after being the USAM champion if you look back at, uh, you know, the records. But, um, you know, this week I felt like I was really locked into what I was doing and what I was able to accomplish. And if he can keep that mentality for 36 more holes, he might just be in the final group on Sunday, which would be amazing. I think it would be highly celebrated, but he seems, like I said, from a small town. He's got two older brothers that, that keep him in check. Um and he's got his he's got his coach on the bag with him, keeps him in check as well, and just focus on the next shot, not worry about your surroundings too much. And if he can do that, uh, it'll be interesting to see, though, now that he's going to have all the spotlight. He's had a lot of spotlight, but now it's going to be all on him as he is paired in the final group today with John Rahm, Brooks Kepka. They will go off just after 10 o'clock. Let's make the turn. Our good friend Mark Keating. Uh, PGA professional, the director of instruction out at Merriweather in Hillsborough, going to join us, talk about uh, how to get your uh, kids uh, qualified for signed up and to qualify for the uh, drive, chip, and putt competition as it starts its next cycle, as well as some of the junior leagues here. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Jason Swigart back here with you, 833. Center and State coming up next. Luke waiting in the wings. But uh, right now, we are very pleased to have joining us. Returning to the show, Mark Keating, a director of instruction out at Merriweather National Golf Course in Hillsborough, past president of the Oregon chapter of the PGA. Uh, kind enough to take a few minutes here with us this morning. Good morning, Mark. Uh, how are you doing? Doing just great. Thanks, Jason. Well, we appreciate you uh, joining us. It was great to see you last month uh, at Harold's Celebration, and, and it sparked a whole lot of uh, ideas and, and things that are going on that we want to uh, keep going uh, with you and, and the PGA professionals here in the Portland area this season, kind of uh, as Harold was wanting us to do. Uh, one of those, he was so involved with player development, especially youth player development, and uh, you are kind of overseeing uh, the the drive, chip, and putt competitions. We see the finals there on the Sunday before Masters Week starts. It's become quite a tradition uh, at Augusta National, but this act, this program's been going on for for quite some time uh, with the PGA and and the local courses. Oh, no doubt about it. Probably, well, shoot, uh, eleven years that I can remember, uh, and maybe more. Yeah, and so it's it's a whole series of qualifications throughout uh, the year, and even though the one just ended, we crowned champions. Uh, and it was nice to see some players. There were four players, I think, from the Northwest section, uh, all from uh, the state of Washington, uh, out there representing this part of the country. Uh, the qualification for next year actually starts here in a couple of months. So what's the process uh, like to go through, and, and when do parents start needing to pay attention and get their, their young golfers signed up? Well, uh, 
the good news is is that nobody needs to rush. Registration is open, but they've made some uh, nice alterations, and you can register pretty much up to the last up to the last day or so before. Uh, but registration is open now. I think the I think it's probably six weeks or so before any actual competitions happen around here. <clears throat> And so uh, age groups, I think it's down seven years old, I think, is where it starts, up to 15? Uh, that's correct, yeah. And so, uh, and then for those that, that have seen it but maybe uh, haven't uh, gotten involved with it yet, just how does the competition, the obviously driving, chipping, and putting, but how does it actually uh, break down for people when you go out there to qualify? Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, very well organized, as you would imagine. Anything that's tied to Augusta National is very well organized, and the, you know, and in conjunction with them, it's laid out pretty, pretty clear. So that the individuals will get a time. You know, the, their time will be sent to them. Uh, they show up, and depending on the, the location, uh, for instance, here, uh, they they register at a registration table and then they'll be sent to their first competition so they may go straight to the driving section uh there's a scorekeeper there he'll get them on the tee at the right time they hit their three shots uh get their scores recorded move over to the chipping green do their thing there uh they'll record those scores send them over to the putting section uh do their deal and uh that's it. It's pretty rapid, you know. It's uh, maybe an hour at the site. Uh, but, again, just, you know, laid out beautifully. Volunteers galore. God love them. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, pretty very smooth for parents. Yeah. And so it looks like uh, May 20th at Colwood will be uh, the first one here in Oregon. There's also June 26th, Illahy Hills in Salem, and then July 24th, Eagle Crest uh, out in Central Oregon. Uh, and so there's three opportunities here in the state of Oregon. There will be some in the state of Washington, too. Does it matter uh, which one you, you sign up for? Does it need to be in your area? You can go to any one you want. I pretty sure that when you register you can choose a site and it does not have to be in your neighborhood uh now if they get you know if they get early sellouts uh they may ask you to get one closer to home but you know you do not have to go to the nearest one Chatting here with Mark Keating, uh, Director of Instruction out at uh, Meriwether National Golf Course as uh, we're talking about the drive, chip, and putt competition. Now, uh, helping your young ones, especially maybe getting, you know, seven, eight, nine-year-old category first time, there's still a lot of them learning the game, getting comfortable with it, um, depending on how much competition that they've had. How can parents help them prepare for it without, you know, putting the weight of the world on them? <laughs> That's a terrific question. Uh, well, first and foremost, I think that drive, chip, and putt, at, you know, if you do the deep dive, is an introductory competition. The, when the, pro, the golf professionals locally are happiest, when they see the kids that are brand new, uh, because a lot of the kids you're going to see have quite a bit of experience. So when we see those brand new ones, we love it. As a parent of one of those brand new kids, 
I think it's very wise to just have a quick conversation. Hey, we're learning to compete. Uh, no pressure at all, but we know exactly what you're going to be tested on. So let's take the time to focus, you know, and spread our practice out. Too many people, and this is all age groups, generally go to practice with one club, and you know the club I'm talking about. Yep. And it, <laughs> and if it were the drive, drive, and drive championship, they, you know, uh, it would be a different thing. So, you know, just letting those newer ones know, hey, we're learning to compete, and this is a great way because it's not an all-day deal. Uh, you know, you get in and you do your stuff, and then you get to take home the uh, results of your effort. So as you go to the next competition, you'll go, you know what? I could have gotten 20 more points in putting without too much work. I'm going to focus there. Chatting here with uh, Mark Keating uh, about drive, chip, and putt. And obviously then the other uh, youth program that this leads into uh, is the PGA Junior Leagues. And these are fun. This is more that introductory level. If you're, you know, just wanting to go out, one, it's a team format, which is a lot of fun. You get a, a jersey like you would playing youth basketball or baseball or something like that. Uh, you're with the team. It's a little less, uh, you know, edgy than maybe your, you know, your junior tournaments where people are trying to qualify to get to regional and national levels. Uh, how many how many courses around the area? How do you get signed up uh, for a junior league team? And, and how many courses in the area are sponsoring teams right now? Well, uh, I, I failed the homework section on here. I'm going to say there are at least in the Portland metro, there are at least a dozen Um Getting signed up is pretty simple. It's, you know, you zip up to the golf. You can type in your zip code, and then it'll pop up and populate with all the nearest golf courses for you. Again, you do not have to take part in the nearest. You have a choice. So, as an example, if, if there's a family in... Uh, let's say Gresham, that's just dying to play in the Merriweather Junior League, they can do that. But it will give you who's closest. And then you, there's a registration process on the, on the website, um, and then you're off and rolling. And uh, if you don't maybe, if, don't maybe find one that's, that's too close to you, um, or your course that maybe you play at regularly doesn't have one. Is there a way to start a team? How would you go about uh, wanting to get a team going with, at your club? Well, you would, uh, I would say best bet would be to round up a couple, three families and then approach the local professional. Um, oftentimes at some of the smaller facilities, you know, the time crunch on that golf professional, especially when the season hits, gets pretty, pretty heavy. So volunteers are needed, uh, as usual, but, uh, and approaching them, knowing that there's more than just one family, I think will help them go, you know what, this is viable. Let's go and do it. And it's, uh, it, and it really is, uh, they've made it a, a 
big emphasis to have it be fun, to have it be, while there's a competition aspect to it, it's uh, really supportive, all the kids on all the teams, uh, to go out there and, and enjoy the game, learn how to compete, uh, but have it be in a collegial fashion. And so uh, I know there's a lot of great programs going on uh, right. around the yeah. area with that. Um, and I know one another piece of that, and we're going to work on this behind the scenes. And, and we've dis- I've discussed this on the show, but one of the things that Harold uh, uh, had really uh, kind of started up and, and COVID kind of took the steam out of it was the big club swap uh, to yeah. help get quality equipment in the hands of kids. Uh, and so we hope to have Mark, you join us later on, but, uh, I think that's something that we can get involved with, at least in the collection of the clubs, uh, initially, uh, we've got our fan golf classic, uh, coming up in June and we're hoping, uh, a lot of our listeners, once that gets rolling, uh, will bring in some, some not so, uh, recently or some recently used clubs as they've upgraded, uh, and get those equipment. Your guys do a great job. The pros come. We get them the clubs. They're able to cut them down, fit them uh, for juniors that are able to get then quality equipment in their hands, uh, and it doesn't set them back a ridiculous amount of money. If any money at all. Um, And I just got to go back to Junior League for just a second, if you don't mind. Oh, go right ahead. Uh, what, What many people do not know, and there are probably a bunch of them in the audience this morning, is that Junior League through – uh, the PGA of America has scholarships available. So again, once you go into the registration phase, if if you feel like you're in a situation that you might be eligible for a scholarship, you can talk to that local professional, uh, just have a quick conversation, and uh, the fees for many kids, I think there were over 5,000 scholarships given out uh, last year, uh, m- uh, military and need-based, of course. Uh, so don't forget that. So, you know, if it, if it looks out of reach, we're going to try and make a way to get it within reach. Absolutely, and I know that that's something uh, that the the PGA has uh, really focused on is making the game more accessible to more kids, uh, right. not letting the cost be a burden to their entry into yeah. the game. And yeah. uh, so, yep, uh, talk to your local uh, pro there at the course that you play at. Uh, you can go pgajrleague.com for the PGA Junior Leagues, uh, drivechipandputt.com. You can get the entries going. Uh, there and again, those uh, competitions coming up. The initial sectionals here in the uh, or the local qualifiers May twentieth at Colwood, June twenty sixth Illahee Hills in Salem, and July twenty fourth Eagle Crest over in Central Oregon. Mark Keating, director of instruction out at Merriweather. Uh, so good to talk to you. Can't wait to. And for those of you, yes, Merriweather is still an operating golf course despite all the rumors that you have heard over the years. They're still <laughs> yeah. playing golf out there. You're still giving lessons out there. Uh, go out there and see him play all 27. Uh, they, uh, it, it, the weather's going to give at some point, isn't it? I hope so, yes. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking a few minutes for us this morning. Can't wait to catch yeah. up with you soon. Thanks again, Jason. You bet. There you go, Mark Keating. Again, drivechipandputt.com. Uh, three qualifiers here in Oregon. If you uh, make it out of there, you go to a sectional. And then from there, 
uh, the top qualifiers will get an opportunity to go to Augusta uh, in April of 2024 and compete in the national championships for the Drive, Chip, and Putt Championship. Uh, it's quite an organization that uh, they've put together there in a relatively short period of time. We'll come back. Uh, the tee times are set here. They're starting to go out. Round three of the Masters uh, in the rain. Hopefully it starts letting up a little bit. Quite a final group. A live golfer, a PGA Tour top player, and a U.S. amateur champion. It's going to be quite a Saturday. Plus some thoughts on the whole live PGA uh, dispute that continues to go on, and there is no end in sight. And uh, maybe a couple of uh, odds here. We'll see who you like to be putting on a green jacket. Will it be somebody putting it on again or for the first time on Sunday as we uh, make the uh, final turn? Golf in the Northwest here on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8.51 here, wrapping up another hour of golf in the Northwest on this Masters Saturday. Uh, they have teed off now in the third round. Uh, the leaders will go off just after 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, after they finished up the second round due to the rain and the storm uh, on Friday afternoon. So it'll be threesomes. They're using split tees, hoping to finish things up so they can uh, go back to uh, pairs on Sunday in the final on the final round. Uh, your leader again, Brooks Kepka, 12 under, John Rahm at 10 under, and the amateur Sam Bennett at 8 under. That is your final grouping today. Uh, if you're looking to do a little business uh, wagering now, Rom and Kepka are clear favorites. Rom is at plus 140 right now. This is on uh, DraftKings uh, here in Oregon. Uh, plus 140 to win it. Brooks Kepka at plus 165, which would uh, seem to be uh, the better odds since when he has an outright lead in a major, he usually doesn't give it up. Uh, but then if you're looking to uh, still make some money off the amateur, Sam Bennett, he's at 40 to 1 right now. And uh, started out, I think it was uh, 1,000 to 1 is uh, where his odds began. So he's down to 40 to 1. But Colin Morikawa is at 16 to 1. Victor Hovland, 22 to 1, as is Jordan Spieth. Jason Day, 25 to 1. Cam Young, 30 to 1. But uh, the question will be, is will Rom and Kepka come back? Can anybody going out before them? Uh, get ahead of it. I don't know that the conditions, I think the conditions will get better as the day goes on, which only benefits the guys teeing off later. Things drying out a little bit. Uh, that the wind dies down as temperatures warm up, will they be able to get a little bit of rollout uh, on the drives? That's the big question. Or is it all carry? Uh, and that will be, uh, so scrambling is going to be at a premium. Accuracy is going to be at a premium. Uh, for guys uh, coming out this afternoon. We mentioned there is a little bit of business going on. Uh, an update uh, to start um, the weekend. Uh, the judge that has been hearing arguments uh, in the ongoing PGA Tour versus Live Tour antitrust case, uh, ju Judge Beth Labson Freeman, uh, there was supposed to be a trial January of 2024. Uh, it's been pushed back. It's not tenable. Uh, on Thursday, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia and its governor, Yasir al-Rumayan, uh, filed a motion 
they are appealing to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals a ruling that they must submit testimony and documents in the discovery of the case. And this uh, has ramifications far beyond just golf. Obviously, in a case where there are business dealings in the United States by foreign nationals and dignitaries, uh, are they going to be roped into it? And this has the potential. It could be two years before the appeal is heard. Uh, There is a likelihood that if uh, the Saudis do not get a favorable ruling, it will go to the Supreme Court. And so now uh, the potential for this antitrust case to be heard, uh, who knows when that will happen. At some point, Liv and the PGA people behind the scenes, they need to figure out a way to operate together because nobody wants this thing to go on with the with the sense of tension and acrimony that se- seems to be existing. Uh, the majors we see are trying to be Switzerland in this and just say, well, if somebody qualifies with our standard qualification process, uh, then we're not going to prevent them from coming. So past champions, uh, but the issue will be now that the live is not getting official world golf ranking points. So the ability to qualify through that realm that you would normally get to, uh, will slowly go away for a lot of the players. No idea if the official world golf ranking body is going to grant them status, uh, getting, uh, points for that. And who knows if there will be litigation, if the Live Tour will sue them at some point to try to say you have to make a decision. We've done everything. All of these other smaller tours around the country, around the globe, are getting points. There's a way to qualify. Uh, And we've seen now some uh, reporting that uh, in order for a Live golfer, if they want to get out of their contract, uh, the penalty is like four times what their Uh, what their fee was or what they were paid, what they were guaranteed to come over initially, their signing bonus or however it was worded in the contract. So uh, for somebody like Dustin Johnson, who was rumored to make a hundred million dollars in a signing bonus to come over and play, it would cost him potentially two to $400 million to buy his way out of it. I don't see any of those guys uh, doing that to get back to the PGA tour where you don't have guaranteed uh, money coming in. So, it looks like we're going to be in a state of limbo for a couple of years. We'll see if the Live Tour can gain any traction. Uh, if the CW, and who knows, it looks like the Pac-12 uh, might be uh, using CW for its football game soon. That might be a discussion coming up on Center and Saint. Uh, Live Golf followed by the uh, Pac-12 Pac game of the week uh, on weekends in the fall could be an interesting dynamic. Uh, right, uh, And then uh, that'll be followed by uh, reruns of Moesha. So, uh, it'll be an interesting <laughs> setup to see how things are going. Not Moesha, The Office. Oh, it's The Office now? Yeah. Okay. Moesha was more of a 90s rerun. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, that'll do it for us. Thanks. Huge thanks again to Mark Keating for uh, joining us. We'll shoot out some links there uh, with the podcast of the show and the interview. Uh, the drive, chip, and putt qualifications are now open. Uh, and PGA Junior Leagues uh, are available uh, to get signed up for for this uh, spring and summer that'll do it for us center and saint up next enjoy the masters we'll recap it all next saturday i'm jason swigard hit him straight you had him on thursday on his knees just somebody out there with a big wooden paddle and oh my gosh it came up peter jacobson
<laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Peaches in Europe. Uh... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 